Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome back to the Live Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm Sal. And we're the founders of Live Kingdom. Live Kingdom is a company that exists to equip the saints and advance the gospel through Christian streetwear. Yes. And we just want to say at the top of this, thank you guys so much for listening. If you are coming back from a previous episode, thank you to listen to that one. And thank you for coming back. Yes. And if it's your first time, thank you for joining us. We are so glad that you are here and listening to this week's episode. Yep. Um, we're going to change the format this week. Yes. Normally. normally oh. Go for it. I was going to say, normally you ask what's the most controversial thing that you've seen this week. Yeah, you know, seen, we both, heard, listened to. Yeah, we both answer that question, but we have something else this week. See, in our young adults ministry, we have a debate going on. And we need your help settling this we debate. We need you guys to help find the answer and to settle this debate. Yes. So, Brandon Lake. Yes, he's a, he's a worship leader. On seven different bands. He's on like every worship team out there. You've heard him on Maverick, Elevation. Yeah, Bethel. Yep. So here's the thing, guys. Google says Brandon Lake is 5'7". Yes, it does. Now, if you've seen any image of Brandon Lake. Like he looks tall. He looks like a tall guy. He does. But I recently saw an image of him at the Grammys with the rest of Maverick City. Mm -hmm. And he was taller than everyone on that stage. Yes, most definitely. And so I need you guys to figure out. We need you guys to figure this out. Because there's no way. There's like no way that he's 5'7". There's no way Chris Brown, Dante Bo are all shorter than 5'7". No. But he was like taller considerably. See, here's here's like the counter argument that some of our friends have. Because like we said, this is a debate in our young adults ministry at our church. Um, some have said that it's the angles. We've noticed that like we're in this, guys. If you haven't noticed, yeah. we're really in, in we, this. We had a friend who took the guitar, found the measurements of the guitar that he's holding, <laughs> and then measured it up to his body and said, Brandon Lake is three-fourths guitar. Like, I, I don't even know, but some say that it's just the angles. We've noticed that every time, maybe not every time, but a majority of the time, it's always shot from like the ground up, which would mm -hmm. make someone look taller. Someone else said that because he's standing at the front of the stage, it's going to make him look more taller and prominent than the people at his side. I don't really know how that works. I don't know. Smart people thing. Engineering. I don't know. <laughs> not engineering, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but this is like I, I just I don't I don't personally believe that he's five seven. There's no way. There's no way. I don't believe it. And so this is this is what we're asking you guys. Find his height. <laughs> Find his height. DM us. Let us know. DM him. We DM'd him. We DM'd him. We, we commented on one of his most recent posts. Brandon Lake, if you happen to be listening to this. Because why why would you not listen and to if this you podcast? Don't, if you don't want it Respond to get out. Respond to us. No, if you don't want it to get out, Brandon Lake, just oh, let us know your height. We're a safe place. And we'll, we'll keep it between um, Sav and I and you. And our listeners. And our listeners next time when we get the answer. <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's no way. Yeah. If you if you don't know who he is and you need like a song like, what can I look him up? He's the one who sings Graves into Gardens. The songs he sings, he's a, he's a great musician. Yeah, he's, he's a great, a great worship, worship leader. leader. Yeah. And so this isn't like trying to make jokes on Brandon Lake. We're no. literally just trying to figure out how no. tall is Brandon Lake. Yeah, I, I like like I said, I don't believe that he's five seven. There's no way that guy looks like he's a tower. <laughs> he's tall. He looks tall. <laughs> he's an ivory tower. Dude, ew, ew, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like. Anyways, that. help us out. Let us know how tall is Brandon Lake. Yeah. 
I feel like this is going to be something that, like, our listeners are like, this is not as interesting to us as it is to you guys in your, no, like, in your we, young adults no, no, no. ministry. We're going to be co-laborers in this. They're going to work alongside us. This is exactly what Jesus was talking about when he said the harvest is plentiful, <laughs> but the workers are few. We need more workers on this. Yes, we need more workers. <laughs> it's not a salvation issue, but we just need to know. But it's pretty close. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, I'm, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but super excited for this week's episode. Yeah, we are. Um, Sab, this episode, I think you and I, we've been talking about it a bit. Yeah. In our own personal times with each other. Yeah, we actually filmed this episode already. Like right. the, the content, what this episode is about. And I actually deleted it yep. <laughs> in the middle of exporting it. Like I'd edited it and everything. And then as I was exporting it, I happened to overwrite the original file yep. and then canceled in the minute of it, in the middle of it, out of panic and just deleted the whole thing. Well, I yep. didn't delete it. I just had 30 seconds of like yeah footage under the original so that initial conversation was just for you and i and god but (laughs) and hopefully this conversation will be for all of our listeners but i think that i i I was telling you before we started um recording i think that it's actually a god thing that it did get deleted because i think where i'm at now i have a greater understanding and a um a more beneficial um invaluable perspective on what we're talking about tonight Yeah, so let's jump into it. If you want to, you know, lead us into this. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the cost of following Jesus. And specifically, though, I, I wanted to share kind of like how that's played into my life personally recently. Yeah. Because I think there have always been little moments where, you know, we have to pay the price of following Jesus. But recently, and also just give kind of an update. Um, Some of you may have noticed that I deleted my personal social media. And so that ties in to what we are talking about this week. And um, yeah. Yeah. So walk us through it. Because I think for, it's probably been... I think it's been about a month. I think on Wednesday, so we're recording this on a Monday. It'll be forty days since you've deleted Honestly, your social I, I media. Honestly, I can't do the math. Like I, I did the math. Oh, okay. And so on Wednesday, my we'll brain be... goes blank when <laughs> when I'm supposed to like do any sort of math. It's like numbers. Like I can't visualize anything. It's like a black like box in my head. Like a black. That's a different. That's a different episode. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So it's been almost forty days. Okay. And you've deleted social media, your yes. personal social media. Yes. Walk us through. Yeah. So um, for those of you who didn't know, um, maybe didn't follow me, whatever, um, my personal social media, um, and when I say social media, I mean my Instagram and my TikTok, it was ministry-based. I work in social media. I love content creation. Um, I love just a creative outlet and a space to teach and to, you know, share my thoughts and also um, edify believers and power women, all that kind of stuff. And so my TikTok and my Instagram were platforms for online ministry and they were growing really rapidly, like yeah. very rapidly. Um, and 
honestly, it was a fantastic space where I was able to share the gospel. I met so many amazing and encouraging women all around the world that had, um, you know, a lot of the same interests, the same, you know, beliefs, the same passions as me. And it was really encouraging actually to have those relationships and build those connections and then also being able to pour into women. And so it was honestly like it it was a lot of fun and it felt very rewarding and it felt very satisfying for a while. Um, And then um, do you want me to go into like the whole like story? Yeah, I think like let's let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Because I think you were really passionate about your Instagram. I was like I I remember us having conversations about it and you're like, I really want to take this seriously. Like I really really feel like God's going to use this. Yeah. So in that way, I can I can grow the kingdom. Yeah. It was never, you know, from all of our conversations, your your Instagram was never like, hey, I want to post as many photos as I can so I can get as many likes as I can so totally. I can get all the validation of people liking me. Totally. It was always, hey, I want to communicate the gospel. I want to communicate the goodness of God. Yes. And that's what your Instagram was about. And I feel like, you know, tell us like for a long time, you really like were running after it. Mm-hmm. And so how... What, what was kind of like the switch there? Like where, you, you know, you're running after it. You're seeing this growth in your Instagram. You're seeing, you know, you know, DMs and, and messages yeah. that you're all these conversations, yeah. really good conversations that you're able to have with people. And then you go, well, now it's time to delete my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say it was early in 2021, I believe. It may have been like winter of 2020 into early 2021. Um, I don't exactly remember the timeline, but I was fasting and I had bought a new Bible. I had bought a commentary set. And in this fast, I was fasting social media and I was reading my word day and night and it was one of those seasons where I couldn't stop reading the word like Mm -hmm. you know where you're just like you're thirsty to read the bible um that's not what it's like every single day (laughs) like a realistic perspective of what it's like to be a believer but it was a season where I very much so like couldn't get enough of the word of God and spending time with God and um in that season the Lord had asked me um the question would you give up everything to follow me and I said yes of course Lord yeah and got me feeling like (laughs) Peter when Jesus was like, Peter, do you love me? Um, The Lord had asked, would you give up everything to follow me? And I was like, yes, of course, Lord. And he was like, even your social media. Hmm. And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, okay, do it. And then I was like, (laughs) oh, oh. And I, in the moment I had convinced myself that it was an Abraham Isaac situation where the Lord really didn't want to take you know, that, that thing away from me. He didn't yeah. want to take my social media. He just wanted to know if I'd be obedient. He yeah. wanted to hear my yes. And so I kind of pushed it to the side and I was like, um, I'm not really going to think about this and uh, continued on. And so, yeah, I, I basically, to summarize again, I basically had convinced myself that the Lord just wanted to hear me say yes, but he didn't actually want me to follow through on what he had asked mm. of me. And so I end my fast. I resume social media. And like you said, it wasn't a place of like pride I wasn't operating in like a spirit of pride I think that when it comes to social media online ministry I think that there is a common misconception that people are operating out of a spirit of pride and I think that sometimes yes that can be the case but sometimes people are just hungry to communicate the gospel and you know 
it, they maybe don't have a mic or a platform on a Sunday morning, but they do have their social media and they just want to use what's in front of them just because they're passionate. And, you know, that's not to that's not to negate, you know, or throw shade at churches or anything like that. Not yeah. at all. Like the Lord yeah. knows what he's doing with platforms and stuff. So just a disclaimer. But um, I yeah, so I just continued on and. I always had that at the back of my mind, but because I wasn't focusing on it, it wasn't like this weighing conviction that I had in my heart. The best way that I could describe it um, was almost like I had a camera lens that was out of focus so I could see the original picture. Hmm. Um, I could see the photo behind the lens, but I wasn't focusing in on it so I couldn't see with clarity. I wasn't focusing in on the Lord's voice so I wasn't hearing him with clarity. Um, but pretty soon, I started to really um, feel and taste the fruit of my disobedience. And um, I just found myself at a place where I was very tired and very, um, I don't know if it's necessarily burnt out, but it just reached a point where I just felt very like unfulfilled and like yeah. unhappy. And um yeah, that ultimately led to the Lord meeting me where I was at and asking me to delete my social media. Yeah, so then there's a gap there, right? There's a gap between when God was like, hey, will you give it up? And you're like, yeah, of course I will. And then the gap goes on until you actually give it up. Yeah. And so in the middle of that, because I feel like that's that's something that's really relatable to a lot of people, is where we kind of hear the voice of God. And it's, it's funny because when we ask God, hey, God, search my heart, like reveal to me the things that like aren't of you, like, you know, show me the ways that like I can follow you better. Mm-hmm. He'll speak to us. And in that first instance, we'll go, uh, yeah. did you really mean that? Or are you just, you testing me, God? Like, what, yeah. what do you, yep. Yep. and I think we, and a lot of times, you know, when you're in that gap period, it'll stay in the back of your mind. Oh, I remember when God said that, like, yeah. Why haven't I done it yet? Well, it's because yeah. God, I'll do it whenever blank happens. Mm. And so what what would kind of be like your encouragement when you're in the middle of that gap to following through with what God has called you to do? Yeah. I Yeah, I definitely think that you, you know. Like I said, it, it wasn't a heavy conviction on my heart because I wasn't allowing myself to just like seek God's voice in it but I knew that it was there and I knew that initially he had called me to it and like I said I definitely could feel the effects of my disobedience and so I would say for somebody that's in the middle of like that gap period um, to really just humble yourself to seek the Lord's voice because ultimately like that's a pride issue Mm. Um, and even though I had said that um social media ministry is commonly mistaken for operating out of pride um it's not that i was doing it like out of pride as in like oh look at me but behind closed doors i had a pride issue with the lord of like no i know what's best for me and you wouldn't really ask this of me and i still felt like you know i was like I felt like I was bringing an offering to the Lord of like okay Lord like I I'm I'm trying to seek your voice I read this in my devotional time I want to share this like I'm encouraging women and so um I I really did assume the best but I knew at the end of the day that like okay 
the Lord is asking me something and I'm not taking the time to slow down and really focus on what it is that he's asking of me. And so I would just say humble yourself and really surrender um, whatever it is to the feet of Jesus and seek his voice because um, he'll speak to you just like he he spoke to me in the moment that he told me to delete my social media. Hmm. And so we're talking about the cost of following Jesus. Yeah. And so a cost for you, a cost is being obedient. Yeah. You know, with everything. And so what was the moment for you where you're like, all right, I'm done walking in disobedience to what God's called me to. Yeah. What what was that like? Explain that to us. Yeah. So it actually was a really cool moment. But in in the moment, it was like just I don't have words for it. It wasn't great. I (laughs) was at a really low place. And this was just um, I think it was the beginning of March 2022 of this year. And I just felt there was one week at the beginning of this month that I felt tired and I felt tired emotionally, physically. There was one day where I literally felt like I hadn't slept in weeks. Like I woke up and I was exhausted and I felt tired emotionally, spiritually, physically. I felt drained and you know, it it kept going on and on. And I just kept feeling like, gosh, something's, something's wrong with me. Like something is wrong. I'm in my word. Usually when I feel this drained, um, it's because I'm not in my word and Mm. I don't have that relationship with him, but I I was in my word. And so I had this moment where um, I just like, I basically just cried out to God and I just said like, like, Lord, something's wrong with me. Like I'm burnt out and I'm tired and I'm weary and I don't understand why. Like I have no idea why. And um, the Lord just spoke to me in that moment, like, it's because you're being disobedient. Mm. And I just had this flood of conviction where the Lord brought to remembrance that moment that he had asked me to delete my social media. And I had said that I would and then just pushed it aside. And um, the Lord really showed me that, like... um, that sin has like effects it has consequences and i think sometimes that at least i know that i did that when we're believers and um if we don't surrender one area of our life to jesus and we try to like coexist with jesus and that thing that we can find a way to just like cope with it and manage it and it might be rough but we'll get by um almost like he's too loving to let sin like touch me like the effects of Mm. sin like touch me and the lord just really showed in that moment like no you're being disobedient and this is the fruit of your disobedience right now and it wasn't like in a, in a shaming way. It wasn't in like a, a harsh like, I'm your father and I'm disappointed in you. Go to your room. Like it wasn't like a moment <laughs> like that. But it was like, don't you see what you're doing? Like, don't yeah. you don't you see? And he had also showed me like, you know, in that season that I was in, I was having a really hard time hearing the voice of the Lord. Like I just felt like I was struggling. I wasn't hearing him speak to me clearly, not like I used to. Um, we had conversations where I had talked to you about how I, I didn't feel his presence anymore. Like I wasn't feeling him. And 
Um, I also learned, this is a separate conversation, but I also had to really learn, okay, God is not a feeling. He's constant and I can't measure my um, relationship and my communion with him based off of like feeling. Yeah, that's good. um, But I basically just had this moment where I just broke down and was like, Lord, something has to change because like I'm not okay and I don't know why I'm not okay. And the Lord was like, hey, you're being disobedient. Like, and that's why you're like, that's why like sin, what it does is it brings distance between us and God and mm. eventually that distance became so wide and I was feeling it and yeah. I was like Lord where'd you go and he's like I'm right here but like you know like I'm, I'm trying to get your attention you're not listening and so um that had happened and then he brought to my mind Isaiah 51 I'd never read it before and so um I went and picked up my um my my bible and you know, as all of this is going through my mind, I'm just like unloading onto him, just saying like, I'm tired. I feel weary. I feel like I have nothing to give. Like I have nothing, you know? And, um, I opened up my Bible to Isaiah 51 and I actually have it, um, right here. There was a verse, um, and obviously this was written for Israel, but the words still were able to, you know, it's the same God and, you know, were able to minister to me but it's isaiah 51 verse 3 and it said for the lord will comfort zion he will comfort all of her waste places he will make her wilderness like eden and her desert like the garden of the lord joy and gladness will be found in it and thanksgiving in the voice of melody amen and i read that and i just knew that the lord was asking me like will will you delete your social media like will you give this up And I don't know if there's anyone listening and is like, that sounds weird. Why would the Lord ask you to give up like your social media? Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the social media that was the issue. It was that I was trying to create my own um, dream and plan for me that made sense to the, to the carnal. Um, You know, I'm good at social media. I'm good at content creation. It's what I love to do. It came easily and it came naturally. And so I was building up this dream that I thought was the Lord's plan for me. And Jesus was simply saying like, would you trust me to surrender this dream that you have at my feet and pick up like my dream for you instead, which isn't, it's not social media, like online ministry. Like at least right now it's not like I don't know if he'll call me to it in in the future and so um I deleted my social media the next morning you sent me a message that was called um the cost of the anointing I believe that's that's yeah yeah. and it was by uh was his name David Wilkerson yes David Wilkinson Wilkerson I think it was Wilkerson because it reminds me of Rich Wilkerson Jr. (laughs) I don't think they're they're related at all but um and it was basically talking about how um you want the anointing which is basically just like that when you look at someone and you see like wow they're super obedient and the holy spirit moves in them and the fruit of the spirit is so evident um i want what they have um but there's a there's a price you have to pay for yeah. that you don't just get saved and then the holy spirit supercharges you with superpowers and you never have a hard day in your life and just you're just like yeah. boom 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 raising the dead and like you know, i mean it could if the lord yeah. wanted you to hey but hey even paul had to have a moment where like he was trained by other believers yeah like, from his conversion which was the most radical conversion you'll read yeah in the bible he still had a, a period in between or even where he had to learn how to be obedient even oh learn how to be obedient yes even in his ministry like all throughout like paul constantly 
paid the price yeah. of following Jesus. Like he was constantly in prison, like rejoicing in chains. Like that right. man mastered paying the price for following Jesus. And yeah. I think it's kind of hard in our our Western um, mind, like the Western church. We we are so privileged, like. Mm. In, in following Jesus, yeah. we don't really know what suffering and persecution is like. And I think yeah. that we can kind of feel like, oh, if it's hard and uncomfortable, then it's not Jesus and it's not right. And kind of back away like, like it feels yeah. icky. And like, I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. um, I, so you mentioned earlier about like how you're like, oh, like maybe it's like Abraham where, you know, God asked Abraham to give his son. Yeah. And I really feel like for you, like it was almost in that sense of you had this dream in your heart mm-hmm. to use um, social media as a platform to Absolutely. to reach people using the gospel, mm-hmm. to be able to communicate the, the love of God. And you had this dream in your heart. And then one day God was like, hey, give me your dream. Mm-hmm. Will you give it to me? And it's the same way Abraham, you know, he had this dream, you know, yeah old man finally had his own son yeah and i was like this is it god gave me the dream yeah from isaac the whole lineage is going to come mm-hmm. and god says hey will you give me isaac mm-hmm. and i i really love like just how you communicate all of that of like being in the gap of like disobedience and and, and really hearing the voice of god in that moment where he, he spoke to you in scripture yeah and i i don't know i just think it's very beautiful because when we think about that like that's that's the cost of following jesus yeah is that even our dreams we've got to be willing to give up yeah and follow after what god has for us yes absolutely and so kind of explain it to us walk us through it so you have that moment you, mm-hmm. you listen to that message about the cost of the anointing yes what do you feel like it was um like afterwards did you was it easy were you just like all right god like throw my hands up it's all yours or were you yeah. like uh, i still want to hold on a little bit yeah um so definitely right after he had spoken it to me i i think at that moment i knew the weight of my sin enough to know that it wasn't like the fruit of it wasn't like as good as i thought it would be mm. in the sense of like keeping my social media and being disobedient yeah. to god so I, I told you that night you know after i had my moment with god and i think i i cried for about an hour with you because again it, it's not about social media in it of itself it's about a passion of mine that i had to lay down right so i think i cried with you about an hour and then i watched the message the next day and um it touched on so many things like the Lord used that message to speak directly to my yeah. heart and my spirit. And Dude, that message um, spoke to me. That's why I sent it to you because oh, was I wasn't even absolutely so good. I wasn't even trying to send it to you to like be like, hey, like this will probably speak to you. Like I was like, hey, this message is so good because I'm like crying right now listening to this. Yes, I'm going to see if there's a way because I know that you can put links in the description of podcast. We episodes. can probably figure it out. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can link the message because if not, it's called the the cost of the anointing by David. David Wilkerson. I'm yeah. pretty certain. If if not, I can put the actual um, sermon like name and then yeah, the, the there. pastor it'll like in there. there. And I would just encourage you to listen to it. Um, but I I had listened to this message. It spoke directly to my heart and to my spirit. And so I was like, okay, Lord, you are speaking so clearly that that. I've heard from you so clearly that I know now if I if I don't do this, I'm in like 
very obvious disobedience and i think the the reverence and fear of god that i have like that's that scared me more than yeah. it, than than not keeping my social media yeah. and so um i deleted it and i honestly just cried i cried <laughs> <laughs> and you know like it was weird like i felt like it was very quiet for a while like mm-hmm. i didn't did, have did you expect like a sudden shift yes i did in fact i have um I have, well, I won't, like, actually, like, read it, but I have, like, my journal with me that I use to um, write to the Lord, and um, I was trying to find, I pulled out my journal so I could find the entry where I wrote the verse, Isaiah 51, so I could recall it, and I opened up to one of the pages that it said something like, Lord, like, I don't understand. I thought that me being obedient and deleting my social media, like, things would have just been better by now. Mm. Um, I'm sure knowing me and how dramatic I can be, that was only a few days after, but. Wait, but I think that speaks because i think that that speaks to the level of like all right jesus i gave it up yeah i expected things to be better right now yeah um continue with that though like on that yeah idea. and so i think that like i was saying like things were quiet um it was quiet in a more so literal sense that i wasn't on social media and i wasn't seeing the noise that i constantly like would fill my day with I wasn't seeing what my friends were doing I wasn't hearing about what was going on in the world which maybe is a good thing (laughs) in today's age I I wasn't um just all of the things I wasn't my encouragement like I would get a lot of my encouragement from a lot of the faith-based accounts that I would follow like it was just quiet yeah and then on the other hand because I had mentioned previously that I was in a season where I was having a hard time hearing the Lord's voice I thought that it was just gonna come like roaring thunder like yeah and I didn't hear anything from him for a while. And so mm. I just like felt kind of sad for a few days where I was just like, okay, I'm obedient, but I'm not hearing like these, the clouds aren't parting and I'm not hearing a voice yeah. from the heaven saying, Savannah, this is your next step. Like I'm, I'm just yeah. nothing. And so that's, that's part of like what I was learning of being, um, like faithful like kind of like what i was saying like where you're at and recognizing that the lord is not a feeling he is constant yeah and so i really had to learn to just keep pressing into him i bought i bought a journal and i became really prior to me deleting social media but i have made it a priority to become really um um, consistent in journaling um, but just writing down like as if I'm having a conversation with God and writing down prayers and like listening for him and so I had to be really consistent in talking to him even when I felt like he wasn't necessarily listening or talking back I know that he was listening but you know I'm human and I'd have moments where I'd be like are you there God it's me Sav <laughs> like you know and um, and so yeah like it was it, I did, yes, I did think that it was going to be this huge, like, you know, 180, everything's totally different. And for a few days, for a few weeks or so, it it was very quiet and very, like, now what? <laughs> but it did, like, it did turn from that. Like, it didn't stay like that. That's so good. Yeah, I think when we're talking about, like, the cost of following Jesus, I really think about it as, like, a house. You know, you've got a house and say it's in your heart. Let's make it fairly Christianese. Okay. There's a house in your heart. And when you say, yes, Lord, like, I want you to come. Holy Spirit, I want you to be in me. It can be really easy to say, okay, like the cost of following Jesus is I let him live in my living room. Yeah. But my bedroom, the spare bedroom, totally. the office, those yeah. are all lock and key. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
Jesus, the living room looks really nice staying here. Yeah. But the cost of following Jesus is each of those rooms, you don't just give Jesus the key to the house, but he can only stay in the living room. Yeah. You give him the keys to every single room. Yeah. And every single room might be one one room might just be your dreams. Mm -hmm. One room might be your relationships. Yeah. One room might be, you know, your business. Mm -hmm. It it might be your leadership, your your friendship, how you are with your parents, how you are with your children. Um, the cost of following Jesus is that every area of your life should be affected. Yes. Because if not, then you're holding something back from Jesus. Yes. And and that's what Jesus says, you know. Oh, I think, you know, if we want to talk about, like, the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. Like, he... Yeah, I have that verse, like, pulled up here. Pull it up. Yeah, so it's Matthew um, 19, and it's... Um, well, it's Matthew 19, 16 through 22, but I have 21 and 22 kind of, like, highlighted. And it's Jesus talking to the the rich young ruler who asks, who asks him, um, what shall I do to um, inherit eternal life? And Jesus basically tells him, like... Um, you do this, 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 and this, you know. And yeah. he's like, I've already done all of those yeah, things. He's like, like, I followed the Torah. I followed the laws. Yeah, like, I, like what I've else can good. I do? And Jesus says to him, it says, verse 21, Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard what he heard that saying he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions and i think there's another translation that says for he had many great possessions Mm. and um you know that story articulates um a man who by the world standard had everything but he still like didn't have that one thing that he was longing to have that far weighed above them all and that was eternal life like right. knowing like salvation and following jesus like he had everything but he still knew there's something missing and that yeah. thing is eternal life that thing is being in communion following jesus and um jesus basically said like hey like are you willing to risk it all to like follow me are you willing to like sell all of your possessions are you willing to give everything up if i ask of you to follow me and um basically the man was like he was sad like that made him sad the yeah. thought of not having so many earthly and it's not that like the lord wants you to be poor and have nothing yeah. like you know <laughs> we're not saying prosperity gospel what we're saying like god's not calling you to sell everything all the time yeah yeah, I would say more often than not, he's he's not asking you to sell yeah. your stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know. But like, he, he is asking you to be obedient. And yes. I think that's that's like when we're talking about the cost of following Jesus, the biggest mm-hmm. thing I feel like is obedience to whatever he's calling you to give up. Absolutely. Whatever he's, he's calling you to do. And he, it, if I can say something, for the rich young ruler, it was his possessions. Right. But for all of us, it's usually... It's usually the thing that we don't want to give up the yeah. most that you, Jesus is going to yeah. ask of us. It's like if you, you really took a moment and said, Lord, reveal to me the thing that is holding me back. It's usually that first thing that pops into your head. Yeah, it's it's usually something that's taking up your, your time, your heart, you know. Um, 
I think that I I once said it this way is there it's it's kind of like that thing that's starting to build like an altar in your life and that yeah, there are certain good. things that like certain idols that will ask and demand for sacrifices like in your life and for offerings um, upon their own altars and that could look like the sacrifice of your time something yeah. that wants more of your time than what you're willing to give to the Lord or maybe it's more of your finances yeah. than you know are are you using your finances in a way that God's asked you to um, faithfully steward them or I, I don't know if that <laughs> grammatically made sense <laughs> but are you are you stewarding your finances well or are you just blowing it on blank blank and blank or or whatever it may be it's usually the thing that is like hey I want you to take you know more of your your time your emotion your energy like I want to take from your spiritual walk and instead like I want you to give it over to me yeah you know that being said from an from an idol in your life you know yeah I always always like to put it into like three categories okay I've heard it this way you know there's a cost of following Jesus okay one is um it's a you or it's like it's broken into like three parts so like one is like your body okay the cost of following Jesus is that your body belongs to him now. Yes. So, you know, you know, things like lust, things like, yes. you know, drugs and, and other things that are separating you from God. But it's like very like body wise. Yeah. You've got to give those things up. Yeah. Because your body belongs to the Lord. Yeah. The I other think one. The... Let me go through the three of them and then okay. I'll, I'll let you. Okay. The second it one. It was on the body, but okay. <laughs> the second one is your mind. Yeah. You know, the, the thoughts that come in. Absolutely. And, and the, the things that you let sit in your mind. Yeah, my favorite verse is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. talks about taking in your thoughts captive. And then also with like some of like the more intellectual stuff where you're like, oh, mm. well, I believe in evolution and evolution stops me from following Jesus. Yeah. But also I'd argue that either if you believe in evolution or not, both can still point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But that's a different episode altogether. Okay. But some things intellectually, <laughs> some people will go, I can't follow God because the it Bible says this. And it doesn't logically make sense. Yeah, yeah. But a cost of following Jesus is you go, well, let me look into that. Let me mm-hmm. see what Jesus is saying and let me lay down my preconceived notions mm-hmm. and allow God to reveal to me the truth. Mm-hmm. And then the last one's your heart. Mm-hmm. And, and that one's more like your emotions. You know, yeah. what, what, are, what are your dreams that are in your heart? How emotionally tied are you to those things? Yeah. And going, hey, I'm willing to lay down my emotions at the altar yeah. and say, Jesus, fill me with joy for the things that you have for me, mm-hmm. not for pride for the things that I have for myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And so that's usually how I look at it. Like the cost of following Jesus kind of breaks down into like three categories. Yeah, that's good. So the cost of following Jesus. So I, I, I kind of want to close up, you know, kind of your testimony and, and your story about this is God called you to give up your social media, the dream that you had in your heart in order to follow him. You're obedient to that. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, the cost of following Jesus is worth it. Mm-hmm. which I can't stress enough. The cost of following Jesus is worth it. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest thing we'll ever do. Yeah, it, it, I, I like the way Paul says it, where he says others run after an, an, a perishable crown, but re, we run after an imperishable crown. You know, there's tons of things that people will run after that'll fade and then they'll run after something new. Yeah. But when you run after Christ and you're obedient to him and you, you weigh the cost and you say it's worth it for me to give up all these other things, yeah. that imperishable crown will never have you going after something else because mm-hmm. that one thing is so worth it yeah. that everything else fades and you only care about that. Um, that was a little thing there. But what have you seen as like the benefits of 
that cost? You, you gave it up, and, and how are you now? Yeah, I definitely think that um, there has been a lot of fruit from it, from that obedience that not only I have seen and experienced, but also that people are starting to notice, um, the people around me are starting to notice. And I don't say that in like a vain, conceited way, but it's really been like, it's been a crazy thing that I've had quite a few leaders and pastors and friends in my life that I've just kind of noticed like you're like there's something different like yeah. your leadership like the way that you're leading the way that you're pouring into people the way that you are you know carrying yourself like there's something different and honestly it's just been a very humbling thing where I'm like it's only you Lord because the only thing that changed was just me being like obedient to like what you had already spoken and asked of me mm-hmm. and like ultimately like this is the Lord's plan and so I think that um the biggest thing is um honestly just and maybe some people won't like to hear this but honestly it's just receiving the blessing of obedience um because again like nothing's really changed from my end that I'm doing but I'm noticing that when I step out like I, I he's leading me into new spaces and he's giving me you know more opportunity and yeah. Um, I keep finding myself in situations where I'm like only like this could only be you Lord that you're using me in this capacity like right now um, I think that also giving up my social media created more time for me to be intentional about spending time with Jesus which yeah. I think has been a huge um, a huge factor um, I've been more reliant on hearing the Lord's voice above any other voice because I'm not consuming all of the voices yeah. in the world. Like I don't have TikTok and Instagram yeah. and all of those. You're other. also not trying to read the Bible to ensure that you have content for your Instagram. Yeah, You're- which I didn't really feel like that was something that I struggled with, but I know that that's something that a lot of a lot right. of Christian content creators like do struggle with. A lot of them do, but um, I I think that it's created more time to just be like just salve with Jesus and I've also noticed like we've talked about it too that like my Instagram because I love creating and you know it's like I said it's my job I also saw it from a professional side where I thought of branding and colors and you know like um and so I've noticed that certain things that I also used to do like I used to wear a lot of neutrals like this this is gonna sound so silly (laughs) but I used to wear a lot of neutrals in in case I needed to be like photographed or take content for my social media and I don't really love wearing just a bunch of neutrals all the time (laughs) like color is fun like in 2020 color came back and i was for it and so like i mean it's always fun when you open up your closet and everything is white and beige (laughs) that's how it was for a while um but there there are you know moments where i'm not thinking like oh i need to get this content or like oh i i need to do this for my socials or something like that like i feel like i have more moments where i'm like "Mm, i don't really feel like doing that i'm just not gonna do it or whatever it may be and um so yeah and then i also think to um I think hearing the Lord like speak to me is starting to become um, a bit clearer. It's definitely it's definitely different. I'm in a season where He's speaking to me differently than um, He ever has. But 
I truly believe that had I still kept my social media and that was something that I was still focusing on, I don't think I'd be able to hear the Lord's voice still because he's definitely speaking to me in a season where he wants to speak in the still small whisper and it requires me getting very still mm. and it requires me setting a lot of like time aside like at night when I'm journaling and it's yeah. just me up or you know like in the early morning when um, before work when I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like journaling and our daughters like running around the apartment <laughs> or like whatever it may be it's definitely been or like in little moments when I'm like doing something like painting my nails and I have a message on and I hear the Lord speak to me through that message it's been a lot of moments where everything else all the distractions are stripped away and it's just like maybe a word or two or a simple phrase which is very different than how he normally speaks to me and how he spoke to me you know prior to this current new season but um so yeah I don't, I don't really know if that made a whole lot of sense but yeah i think that was good i think to summarize it it's just been like spending more time with him making it more of a priority and um hearing how he wants to speak to me and really honoring that and not being frustrated and being like lord yeah no i want you to speak in the loud voice and the obvious and the busy but really honoring okay lord you want me to like get away and just to to be with you and then also just the practical side of just doing things that make me happy because they make me happy and not worrying about like how it'll fit into you know my social media or and then obviously the just receiving the the blessing of being obedient where that's good the lord's just using me and blessing and i don't know i don't know how to describe (laughs) it other than like it's the fruit of the fruit of the spirit when you're obedient to the holy spirit you bear fruit and i'm bearing fruit in this area amen i think i'll give one last nugget Mm -hmm. and then we can wrap up on this episode but i really want to talk about when we're obedient to god and the commands of jesus he calls us to be obedient to him it proves our love for him when we're obedient yeah. And I like the way First John says it. It's First John 5, 3 through 5. And you might need to bring your Bible to this podcast because we love to read scripture. <laughs> um, and he goes, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Come on, somebody. Mm, that's For good. everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Mm. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Mm-hmm. Our obedience proves our love for God, mm-hmm. and it is God who overcomes the world. Yeah. And the way that we get to walk in that and be more than just conquerors yeah. is our faith in Jesus, and that just points us back to our love for God. Yeah. So I really want to encourage all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Our love for God and our obedience are tied together. If there's something that we're called to give up, it's a loving thing to do, Mm -hmm. to say, God, I love you this much that I do it. And and again, I want to just stress it. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to close out. I'll I'll pray after this, but I just want to close out and just say that if there's anyone listening to this this episode and you feel like there's maybe something on your heart or whether it was there before or maybe it's there now, um, I would just encourage you to just be obedient and also if you're listening to this and maybe there has been that thing but you've been kind of running away from it and not really like you know focusing on it like I was saying like I don't want you to hear tonight and feel like any shame yeah I think one of the best things that I ever heard was um a youth pastor when I was like in middle school I was so young 
tell me that like Jesus understands that like we're human and he understands that like for humans we don't naturally just trust people overnight like it takes a while to like earn trust and like Jesus Jesus knows that and so like if there's something that you're saying like Jesus I'm having a hard time like trusting you that 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 you're as good as you say you are in this situation I would just encourage you to take those feelings to Jesus instead of what I did where I ran away and push them away even if you're not ready to give him your yes at least give him what you're feeling now because like the holy spirit he's our convictor but he's also our comforter come on and he'll be there to comfort you and like he'll give you the words he'll give you the encouragement um he'll give you you know like it talks about the bible talks about like um i don't remember the exact verse but there's something like wise words are like encouragement is like honey to the soul Mm -hmm. like there will be i think there's even a verse that talks about oh yes it's in proverbs (laughs) but i think there's even more and what it talks about is like medicine um Mm. i could be i could be just not remembering right maybe it's just the holy spirit wanting to like put a certain something on my heart um not rewriting the bible it's not at all what i'm saying (laughs) but um in that that i just feel like the holy spirit is putting on my heart is that he wants to give you words in those moments that almost feel like medicine for like what it is inside of you that's really hurting and is really just like holding you back basically you prophesying right now and so <laughs> and so like if if you are that person and you feel ashamed or you feel like there's something that i just can't hand over to jesus and i don't know like I don't know how to, but I want to, or I'm scared to, or whatever it may be. Just don't run away from him. Take those feelings to Jesus and know that like he knows it takes time to trust him, but he's going to prove himself faithful to you. And so allow him the opportunity to prove himself faithful to you. And then for those who are ready to make the decision of, yes, I'm ready to be obedient to Jesus, just know that the fruit is so much like wilder. Like it might hurt in the moment and it might be hard. I'm sure that like when Paul was suffering like I'm sure it didn't feel good but the reward of being obedient far outweighs like our own fruit that we produce on our own like it just does and even though it hurt in the beginning for me like I'm at far more peace and happiness and joy just like that scripture said like um I'm at far more joy than I was before like I was obedient and so I can testify and say like yes it totally is worth it even when it doesn't make sense or even if it's something that you're like this sounds stupid for me to like give up (laughs) like is it worth it and so i just wanted to encourage anyone listening who might be feeling this way but yeah I'm that's gonna so good pray i thought out. i thought oh. for a second sorry no it's okay i thought for a second you go yeah if anyone feels like they need to give you know they know the cost of following jesus and they're ready to do that just repeat repeat after me <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> repeat after me yes <laughs> no okay i'm getting okay well i'm just gonna i'm gonna pray us out and then yeah amen yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Okay. So God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for this conversation. Lord, I just ask that this would reach whoever it's supposed to reach, Lord, that you care about um, every listener. You care about the people, Lord God, that are hurting and that are broken, that are maybe feeling the weight of their sin, Lord, that are are feeling that that tired, that emptiness, that weariness that I once was um, feeling, Lord, and that you want to take their desert places and make them um, a garden.
burden again, Lord God. And so I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would do what only you can do, Lord, that you would convict, but that you would also comfort, that you would Mm. give words of encouragement, Lord God, that you would let them know that you are beside them, that you are leading them, that you are walking with them, and that your plan is far better than the plans that we can create for ourselves, Lord God. And so I, I just pray that you would just deeply reveal your love, that for those who need a fresh revelation of you, Lord, I ask that right now that you would just give them that revelation, that you would just give them that word, that reassurance, Lord God, that they need. Um, And I pray that um, testimonies would come out of this, testimonies from obedience, Lord God, Um, testimonies from saying, yes, I want to, I want to pay the cost. I want to pay the price of following Jesus, Lord God, and just seeing the, the fruit of that obedience on the other side. And so we just love you. We thank you for being a good God and um yeah amen 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 also we just want to thank our sponsors at oh my gosh <laughs> liftkingdom.co i didn't do it at the top of the episode okay again guys you can use pod 15 at checkout for 15 percent off your order yep um we just want to thank you guys for all the support all the love yes and we'll see you guys next time we see you is see ya but not really see you because we can't see you Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> bye